Well, hello, friends, and welcome to His Mighty Hand, the radio ministry and podcast ministry of the Highland Terrace Baptist Church, located in Greenville, Texas. Now, in these few moments we spend together each week, you'll hear great and stirring interviews and powerful messages from the Word of God. But the reason for it all is so you can be touched by... Hello everyone, this is Pastor Chet Haney from Highland Terrace Baptist Church in Greenville, Texas, and we are happy on our His Mighty Hand radio broadcast today to have Susan Duke here with us in studio. Welcome, Susan. So glad you. you came. Well, I'm honored to be here. Oh my goodness, yes. We're really delighted and honored to have you. Susan is a amazing person, and she's going to be telling us some stories in a moment about how her life has truly been touched by the mighty hand of God. And I want to interpret that for a moment. We don't really talk a lot on our His Mighty Hand uh, broadcast about the name of our show and and what it means. I was actually uh, preaching, Susan, or getting ready to preach in in Ukraine, in the Crimea, right on the seacoast, at a gathering of several hundred people. And uh, just before my time to preach, I just became suddenly struck by the necessity of the hand of God to be on a preacher or else it's just, you know, for naught. Mm -hmm. And so I prayed, Lord, would you please uh, use me tonight? Would you please fill me with your Holy Spirit? And Lord, please, would you let your hand be upon me? I want your mighty hand to be on me as I'm as I'm speaking, and just at that very moment, a friend of mine named Gary, who was an attorney who was in our group, I didn't know it, but he had organized a little impromptu prayer meeting for me uh, as we were getting ready to start the service. Over behind the bushes, we had a little choir of uh, singers from Texas who could sing in the Russian language. And so before we did our little evangelistic concert, which I was going to be preaching, he got this little prayer meeting going. And four or five of them who had fervent hearts for God were praying for me. And as uh, soon as I finished saying, Lord, would you please let your mighty hand be on me tonight, um, I felt a hand on my shoulder right that moment. And it was uh, Gary. He said, son, the Holy Spirit's going to be all over you tonight. <laughs> and uh, he was just letting me know that they had just had a a little prayer time that was a powerful prayer time, and they all were excited to see what God might do. And Since then, I thought on my way home from the mission trip how important uh, to have the hand of God on your life if you're going to be a pastor, and really uh, for everyone. There are so many things that happen that can only be explained by uh, by grace. Yes. Uh, as you uh, find yourself touched by the by the mighty hand of God, and uh, I just uh, rejoice in that. And uh, that's what our ministry is about. That's what this podcast is about. We get to tell stories every week of people who have had their lives touched by the hand of God. And then, as our listeners hear these stories, they get blessed and encouraged by the testimony, and uh, hopefully, 
they also will experience the same thing. God will do something wonderful in their lives. They'll be touched by God's mighty hand. So thank you so much, Susan, for being here today. And just to introduce you a little bit to our listeners, you are quite an amazing person with all the things that you've accomplished in this life, besides being a mom and uh, a wife and um, just an all-around sweet person. You've also uh, been quite the prolific author. You've published 17 books, and uh, you also lead a very uh, meaningful and very well-received Bible study called God's Porch that has been a blessing to many. And uh, God has used you in some amazing ways, and um, that's kind of what we're here to talk about today, hasn't he? He has. Um, I mean, it's, you know, our life with God is an adventure, if we look at it that way. And I think we shared beforehand that I just don't believe in coincidences, that um, I believe every step we take every day has Mm. God's hand on our steps and on our life. Amen. Uh, it does. Uh, the Bible says the steps of a good man or woman, as the case may be, are ordered by the Lord. Well, can you share with us uh, maybe a little bit about um, some things that God has done in your life that you knew could not be explained away any other way except to acknowledge this was the touch of his mighty hand? Well, uh, Pastor, there's there's several, and, you know, I was contemplating what I might share today because mm-hmm. I thought there's so many times I felt God's hand in situations and on my life, and, you know, that's not to say that your life is not without adversity, but there are things that, like you said, cannot be explained away, and right. um, I think when I made the commitment finally to start actually writing i'd written all my life and my husband would encourage me and just kept saying you need to use this gift and when i finally made the commitment and there's a whole story behind that about visiting the precious moments chapel but i made the commitment when i was driving home from a speaking engagement up in missouri and we had visited that chapel and god just really had kind of a little holy moment inside that chapel and I told my husband, okay, I'm not going to run anymore from writing. I'm going, to, I'm going to commit to write. Mm-hmm. Well, he, uh, immediately got me a little computer that I, I'm not technically uh, advanced <laughs> in anything. <laughs> and I really didn't even want to know how to turn it on. And for months he would say, did you learn how to use that today? And I would say, not yet, but I will. And one day <laughs> out of pure guilt, I, um, began to write and put some things down and um it was one little henpeck at a time honestly and i wrote a story about the december after we lost our son we'd lost him in october in a car accident he was 18 years old and by december we were having the youth group at our home and and i was struggling even with that Mm. And um, I had a dream one night, and that I heard Thomas's voice. Mm. And I had been telling my husband we were outside, we were looking up at the night sky in the dream, yeah. and I said, <clears throat> "Christmas will never be the same again." Mm. And Thomas loved to give gifts, mm. 
And we were crying and weeping. And all of a sudden, in the dream, it was just a dream, but in the dream, I heard Thomas's voice. And he said, Mom, I just sent you a star. Wow. And I remembered seeing a star that looked like it was just hovering, and then it began to move, wow. like over our heads. And the dream was over. It wasn't a big dream. Yeah. But um, a similar thing happened a week later when we had the youth there for Christmas, mm-hmm. and they saw this shooting star, if you want to call it that, and they said it literally was like it was coming toward us. My goodness. And they were outside. I was inside, and I said, I think that was Thomas sending a star. Well, there's more to the story, but I wrote that story. Wow. As God would have it, one day uh-huh. I was in the Christian bookstore, and I met a lady that was a writer, and she looked right at me. She was talking with someone else, and she said, are you a writer? And I said, oh, no. Just out of the blue? Yeah, out of the blue. I said, oh, no, I'm not a writer. I said, I mean, I've written a couple of things, but, I mean, no, I'm not a writer. Because I could tell she was probably a published author from listening, overhearing some of her conversation. And um, she kept talking with the lady she was talking with, and she kept kind of glancing my direction. And she said, you said you write, but you're not a writer, so I'd like to talk to you about that. Wow. Well, we struck up a little conversation. We exchanged phone numbers. And, a, I don't know, a few days later, she called me and wanted to meet. Really? Well, I had typed out on that computer. I didn't want to know how to use. I had yeah. typed out the star story. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. About the dream. The dream that you had. <clears throat> because people would ask me when I would share it, will you ever write that down? Could I ever have it to share it? Yeah. And um, it is shared now in the Grieving Forward book that I have. But um, at the time, it was nowhere. And so she ended up coming to my house, and she said, I want to see where you write. Well, at the time, um, it was just a little cubby hole in my bedroom. I mean, now I write two or three different places and offices, but um, I didn't want, I said, I don't want a real writer to see anything I've written. Well, she saw it on the desk and asked if she could take it home. And Mm. I cringed. I did not want her to take that story home, but she did. She called me back later in the afternoon and uh, she called me Susie. A lot of people do. And she said, this is a guidepost story. You have got to send this story off. Wow. And she had also told me about a writing group uh, that she was involved in with four other women and invited me to come and uh, join that once a month. And so I did because I felt like, you know, I believe when we make a commitment to God, he meets us at our commitment. Yes, And so little things begin to transpire and take place. And she said, send it to Guidepost and send it to Home Life Magazine, which goes into all the Southern Baptist churches in America. She said it's second only in publication to Guidepost. Well, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how to write a cover letter. I knew nothing. I mean, nothing. But I did it, and that was in July, and I sent it off, and it was more of a Christmas story, I would say. Mm -hmm. And when we were going to mail it off, I told my husband, I said, you know, I want to take this back home, and I want to change the title Hmm. to... Um, a gift from Thomas. Hmm. I want his name in the title. Yeah. He said, honey, don't do it. You'll never send it off. We're going to send it now. <laughs> and I had just called it the star 
because I thought that was just generic. Maybe they would like that better. And so I sent it off in July, and then I found out that if you have a Christmas story, it needs to be in a year in advance. So I thought, well, I've missed all those deadlines. I've missed that. It's not going to be published this year for sure. Mm -hmm. But a month later in August, I got a letter from Home Life magazine saying they wanted that story for their December issue. My goodness. So <laughs> that was a miracle in itself. It is. It's a touch of the hand of God. Upon it was you. a, it was the hand of God, but yeah. that's not the end of the story uh-huh. is, um, what's his name? Paul <laughs> used yeah. to say, Paul Harvey. Paul Harvey. Uh-huh. Yes. The rest um, of the, the story. rest of the story. And uh-huh. so. In between that time, I wrote a few other little things. I wrote something called the Thanksgiving Parable that was actually published in the Greenville Herald Banner. How about that? And they did illustrations. They did a lot of things. And somebody just said, send that off. That's a good Thanksgiving story. And so I did, and that was published. And there was a poem I wrote called Pen, P-E-N, Pen from Heaven, that was published in a little writing publication, and some of the ladies I was writing with and meeting with once a month said, do you understand that this is God's hand, <laughs> literally, showing you that you're on the right path? The hand of God. The hand of God. <laughs> so in between times when, when I was kind of waiting for that publication of the Star story in Home Life magazine yeah. to come out, I knew I would receive my copies in, these, in uh, November. Before it came out in December and before it, you know, hit all of the, the places and the churches it was going. Yeah. And I went to the mailbox and there were some tubes of magazines. Mm-hmm. I had not spoken to anyone there at Home Life Magazine, nothing. All I'd done was send it in. When I opened the magazine, and I'll never forget, I was at home by myself. And everybody said, if you've, if your story is in the middle of a magazine, that's a good, Sign that means oh, really? it's a feature story. I see. They had done illustrations of a night sky My goodness. with like a shooting star. Wow. But they had changed the name of the story. The title. Mm-hmm. They had changed the title to A Gift from Thomas. You're serious? I'm serious. Which is what you were going to do. That's what I wanted. That is so. But nobody knew that. But me and God given you chills. Oh, I dropped to my knees. I literally dropped to my knees. Wow. And it was as if Thomas was saying, See, Mom, that star wasn't just for you, it's for Mm. so many others. And that was (laughs) So you knew that was the title. And not only that And God knew it too. Yes. And I had not spoken to an editor. Nobody knew that was the desire of my heart. Didn't say a word to anyone. No. And it was a gift from Thomas, and it truly was a gift from him. Hmm. And um, the day that the publication came to me in the mailbox was Thomas's birthday, oh, November 8th. Wow. And I what share that story when I speak a lot of times to tell people, yeah. if you don't think you know that God knows where you are, he does. He does. If you don't think he knows the desire of your heart, he does. Yeah. Because I think when our motive is to bless others and to share our stories, stories are powerful. They are, and your story is powerful. But it's always powerful when God's involved. Yes. Because his hand is a mighty hand. It is. And sometimes we have to be subtle and wise enough to be able to see God's hand 
to discern his fingerprints, you might say, Mm -hmm. in the midst of life's busyness and we get distracted and God might be doing a big work right in the middle of what you're about and we could miss it right? if we're not uh, careful because he doesn't always shout. Sometimes he whispers. That's right. But that doesn't make the truth of what he says any less impactful. No. And so sometimes God's hand can be a soft touch, mm-hmm. sometimes very subtle. It's a healing hand. It's a holy hand. When we come back, um, if I can invite you to join us again. Okay. Susan, I would like to hear a little more about Thomas. Okay. And uh, with your permission, I'd like to go there to the place where you lost your son from this life. And uh, I know that must have been uh, a, a terrible combination of grief and sadness and shock and sorrow. And yet also through the catharsis of that um, experience, you, you told me about embracing life again. Let's talk about that when we come back. Would that be okay? That'll be great. Thank you so much, Susan Duke, for being with us here in our studio at Highland Terrace today for the His Mighty Hand radio broadcast and podcast. My name is Pastor Chet Haney. And now with today's message, here's Pastor Chet. I want to show you a vision of the future. And so I'd like you to open your Bibles to Revelation chapter 5. And as we look at this vision of the future, we're going to see a reference made to every nation, every family, every language group, every people group, and every country. And certainly included in that vision is our nation. So why don't we honor the Word of God together? Let's stand together in honor of His Word, and let's read Revelation chapter 5 together, starting in verse 1. And I saw in the right hand of Him who sat on the throne a scroll written inside and on the back, sealed with seven seals. Then I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll and to loose its seals? And no one in heaven or on the earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look at it. So I wept much because no one was found worthy to open and read the scroll or to look at it. But one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. And I looked, and behold, in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures, and in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb as though it had been slain having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. Then he came and took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. Now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense which are 
the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood. Out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation, and have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. Then I looked, and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000, and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them, I heard saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. Then the four living creatures said, Amen. And the 24 elders fell down and worshiped him who lives forever and ever. Let's pray. Father, what a vision of the future. We thank you for giving this vision to John on the Isle of Patmos, who recorded it for us in the holy inspired Word, God-breathed Word of God, that we might celebrate today on Memorial Day uh, a history that is in our future. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that you will speak to every heart. I pray the experience of worship today for every person will be rich and alive. And I ask it in Jesus' name, amen. You know, one of the nations in the history of the world is our nation. 245 years ago, brave men, emboldened by their faith in God, had the audacity to declare independence from Great Britain. And with nothing more than hunting muskets, they marshaled an army against all odds to form a nation that would become one of the most amazing, greatest nations in the history of the world. And to be truthful, I get a little tired sometimes of the cynics and the critics uh, running down our country and telling us uh, what's wrong with America. In fact... There are many, so many, who thought something was right with America that they were willing to die for this country. And if our country was worth dying for to them, we ought to ask ourselves the question today, what did they die for? You know, in 1932, there was a French movie entitled Le Croix de Bois, about uh, crosses of wood. And this uh, French movie made by Raymond Bernard 
superimposed wooden crosses over fields of soldiers as they were fighting. And as the soldiers faded out, the crosses faded in. So there were less and less soldiers and more and more crosses. And the spirits of the soldiers in the movie were somehow able to look down over the battlefields and the country they left behind with a haunting question, was it worth dying? And in a similar fashion, the legacy of Memorial Day casts a question over all of us who remain. Is this the America they died for? Now, bless their hearts, our politicians really aren't qualified to answer that question. I saw a sign in front of a restaurant recently that said Trump is trying to banish shredded cheese. You know, the shredded cheese that you buy in bags, he wants to make that illegal. You know why? He wants to make America great again. Now listen, our country's not perfect. Whose country is? Has there ever been a perfect country? No. Will there ever be? No. But there are many ways in which our nation, the USA, honors the Lord. For instance, did you know that our nation honors God by opening her arms to the oppressed, to the cast down, to the oppressed, uh, the persecuted of all the peoples of the world? Millions and millions of people all over this world could say this to our country today. I was hungry, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I believe that a generous nation honors God. And this, without doubt, is the most generous nation that has ever been in the history of the earth. I mean, think about it. Our nation, you have a uh, report of an earthquake somewhere in Central or South America or even on the far side of the earth. Our nation will be there with help. A tsunami, count on it, we'll be there. A famine in Africa, you can count on it. We are the most generous givers of any nation who's ever lived. And here's the reason why. It's because our nation is really the most religious. Uh, We've got a lot of problems, we know, with uh, our current state of religion in this country. And this is something we need to be seriously prayerful about. But I want to promise you... American hearts are touched when we see the plight of people who are hurting in this world. And billions and billions and billions of dollars every year go from our country to help hurting people all over the world. Ours is a generous nation. And our nation is not hidden from the eyes 
of people all over the world who want to inspect what's going on in this nation. It's a wide open book. We have a free press and for good or for bad, people can look on our nation. Sometimes they look at us with admiration. Sometimes they think we're disgusting. Sometimes they look at us and they criticize, and sometimes they look at us and they praise our nation. But I can tell you this, nobody has to wonder what's going on in America because it's wide open. Everybody can see it. And uh, truthfully, because we are an open book, all the world can admire perhaps the most precious gift that God ever gave our nation which is the gift of freedom. Let me tell you something. Liberty from the time God created man was the greatest gift God ever gave man and his greatest responsibility and his greatest desire. Man has not always done well with liberty. Sometimes we've taken our freedom, our free will that God has given us and we've chosen to sin uh, against him. But I want to tell you, liberty is the desire of every man and the patriot citizen's greatest dream. Thanks for listening today to His Mighty Hand, the radio ministry of the Highland Terrace Baptist Church located on Joe Ramsey Boulevard right here in Greenville, Texas. Join us each week at this time as we celebrate His work in our lives through 